0: Welcome back to the latest edition of the Red Bear Report. I am your co-host, Jake Summersheim, and across from me with a great mop of hair right now is Jake Fogle. How's it going, Fogle?
1: Uh, we're doing all right. A little broken. We're making it through. It's November. Yeah. i counting down the days to Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was about to say basketball is what I'm counting and, down. You know, the end of COVID.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we also have another very special guest with us, our senior sports reporter Rachel Hickey. Why, hello. <laughs> um, we got a, plenty of ISU sports to talk about. Um, Basketball
1: is going to be back soon. I don't. I don't think you gave her a proper introduction. This yes. This is Rachel she's, Hickey. She's <laughs> the senior sports reporter at the Vedette. Vedette. I think I said Budette.
0: <laughs> at the Vedette. We're just struggling to record today. She's no. also. <laughs>
1: The MVP of the track and field team is or is it the cross cross country? country, Get your facts straight. I saw MVP and I was like, "Wow, that's Rachel Hickey. She works for us." Yeah, Rachel MVP,
2: big cross country girl. Comment. Just a big cross country girl. Um, (laughs) Really love running that mileage. (laughs) Just Uh, out here thriving, surviving. It's
1: great to have you on.
0: Yeah, we haven't had you on before, have we? Is this your first time? Man. What a world we live in. But anywho, we got some ISU sports to talk about. Um, Men's basketball should be back in 19 days, but we still have not gone to non-conference for men's basketball or women's basketball. Um, Kind of a troubling sign, if you ask me, that we're like a little under three weeks away and no non-conference schedule.
1: Well, I tweeted the women's non con schedule like three weeks ago, and nothing's came out since. So it sounds like they ran into bumps. Coach Kristen Gillespie seemed pretty confident that that's what their schedule was going to be. But men's basketball, yeah. Dan Muller said exactly three weeks ago as well. That'll probably be out in a week. Yeah. So lots of bumps in the road, it seems like. But they did get confirmed. Chicago State yesterday, and I think they're facing a – Either North or South Dakota team, some something up there. I don't remember which one. It's some Dakota. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think um, that's on there too. Haven't the you
0: known the women's basketball schedule? You said you know you've known it for three weeks, but it still hasn't officially come out.
1: Yeah, it sounds like they hit some bumps and some yeah. things got a little messy. But yeah, I I just I just want to know. I just want to plan my November out. Like, three weeks in advance, which is pretty surprising for me because I live one day at a time. <laughs> R- Rachel? Rachel's going to be covering women's basketball this year.
2: Yes, sir, and I, I would also like to know what games I'm going to. She, she probably so. plans out much better than I do. Very much so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. We may have a season. We may not. I don't know.
2: Let's remain hopeful.
0: Yeah, my, my st- stance on it changes every day, so I'm just like, I don't care anymore.
2: You know, just from don't like say that. No, I mean
0: I mean I care if it happens, but like I, I'm not as emotionally invested as I was because like every other day I was flipping like yes we're gonna have a season to know we're gonna have a season. So now I'm just like if mean- we have it, we have it. If we don't, I'm gonna cry.
2: No, I definitely don't want to get anybody's hopes up, but I know our coaches have been very optimistic that we are gonna run an indoor track season as well as a winter cross country season. So I'm hoping that optimism is backed. Um, that we will have both those, and that if so, if that's true, that probably means some good things for basketball as well. You
1: gotta cross your fingers here, man. Each and every one, and your toes. Cross your toes. I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to be optimistic.
0: Okay. If you if you find any wishbones between now and before basketball's supposed to start, wish for basketball to start.
1: I think I need basketball to come back. Like need.
0: Yeah, but when basketball comes back, we got a, an ISU team to cover. How how do you think they're going to be this year, Fogle? You've the ISU Which men's one? basketball, men's basketball.
1: Growing pains, of course. Yeah, I mean you you gotta, you can't just look at the main the the team as a whole. You got plenty of these side stories. DJ Horn's development. Are we going to see that? Keith Fisher's transition into a leader. Is Antonio Reeves going to be able to transition into a more consistent score? Josiah Strong. A lot has been said about him being a uh, a huge piece coming. Uh, where did he come from? A transfer. I think he came he from transferred
0: the, from Navy and then Iowa Western.
1: Iowa. I was close. It's in the Midwest. I'm sorry. Minnesota, Iowa, potato, it's, tomato. It was close. Um, but, yeah, like, it's been a lot of preaching. Like, they're young. They get it. They're going to have growing pains. All this COVID stuff. It's not helping them, but it's going to be a completely different team than what we all saw last year because they did add a lot of height.
0: You mentioned one storyline that I'm really looking at the most probably is the Keith Fisher one because they're really going to need Fisher to be a leader this year, and I don't really like everything I saw him be an effective leader last year.
1: Well. But, but he also had Copeland. Because I've heard mm. that he's, he's been, like, a really vocal leader for the team, even when he wasn't playing in that uh, two years ago when he was playing on bench.
0: I just he's have been never really vocal
1: for the team, but it, it, how much is the transition to the court? Yeah. Well, that's a difference. Yeah,
0: story. that's – I don't know what he's done vocally, but I don't think he's done much as, like, as a court general.
1: Like, you know ended, what I mean? He ended the season pretty well last year, but, yeah. Uh, you got to step up. Yeah. You to um, take those – uh, just heaving threes like Zach. Because I mean, our I
0: thought our leaders last year was Hill, Hillsman, really.
1: Yeah. Rachel, um, do you know what we're talking
2: about? I'm gonna refrain from comment until women's basketball comes ah, into play. I see
1: what she's Well
0: doing. Let's bring it up then, women's basketball. Let's talk about it. I think they're going to be pretty good. Fogle wrote a column about how they were disrespected. They've got a pretty stacked roster, I think, this year. I think
1: it's. They lose two really great players in Lexi Wallen and Titi, but I'm actually going to swing it over to Rachel because this is going to be Rachel's beat.
2: Yeah, and honestly, I'd have to agree to some extent. I think disrespect is a very strong word, but I definitely think the women's basketball team has a shot at doing something really great uh, this season. I know back when I talked to Paige Saylor just a couple weeks ago, she was very confident that they had a chance to win the conference title last year. They just never got that opportunity. And, you know, I think that missed opportunity is going to make a lot of those girls hungry. And they're going to come back, and they're going to come back with a fire to get that title.
0: Yeah, I think even though they did lose um, Wallen and uh, TT like you guys mentioned, they also have a couple of transfers that are coming in that I think – could do an efficient job of replacing Terian Morris coming in and Deanna Wilson. They, I think they both can step in. Um, also, I think this is the year Mary Crompton can make a really big impact and make another step up. We've seen in the past mm-hmm, that she can mm-hmm. shoot three, but she's just straight up not consistent enough. Um From
1: what Glassby said, she's really improved like yeah. overall. Obviously. Oh,
0: she's improved yeah. every single year so far.
2: Absolutely. I would not count her out. And you obviously can't out- count out Juju Redmond either. She's been a strong – player for the Redbirds just ever since she got here so I think Juju I
1: don't think I've ever seen a more consistent like um, mid fadeaway. no oh Juju no yet. her
0: she has a beautiful fadeaway.
2: I really think Juju Paige and Mary are gonna take a big step in leading this team this year and I think that uh, with that strong leadership up front they have a shot at doing something pretty epic
0: the one player I think Needs to step up and could step up this year is Lexi Lex Kadelka
1: has actually also been out recently just with a knee injury. So she hasn't been practicing as much. Yeah, it's tough. She's She's been injured. I'm pretty sure it was an knee injury. I know she's been out, but I just she's, remember yeah. saying that. But.
0: Once she's healthy, though, I think they need her to really be that strong, consistent presence in the paint that they, they kind of were missing last year without Simone Biles.
1: Yeah, Lexi Wallen though Who did you just say? I said
0: Simone Biles It's definitely s- Is that so a, Simone a gymnast Goods. It's Simone, Goods. <laughs> Simone Goods Yeah, yeah Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow <laughs> You want to talk gymnastics?
2: So did, did a double take there
1: uh, No, you're not wrong there But
0: <laughs> It's just about the name
1: it, We're going to see Because It is a lot of new names But that's something that this Redbird team is Constantly like huh. They've been good really at that. Good with. They've been good at recruiting And
0: They've had the transfer well, player of the year like three years in a row. Transfer have... player of the year. Well, newcomer newcomer of the year. year. Basically the same thing.
1: But <laughs> not the right title. No. <laughs> Gillespie seemed high that uh, Terry Amor or Deanna Wilson could be a favorite for that award. But they are going for the 4 Yeah,
2: And so. I know Gillespie said a big part of that is going to be Paige Saylor's transition from a very strong defensive player to s- just as strong of an offensive player. And I know she mentioned she yeah. started to make that transition last season, but this year she's Gillespie said she just needs to be there right off the bat.
0: That is true. Paige has always been ever since I can remember my freshman year when she was a main factor on that on that defense as a freshman. And she was making or excuse me, as a, a sophomore, she was making a lot of impact even back then and she just gotten better defensively. Um I don't know, it'll it'll remain to be seen if she can make this step up.
1: Disrespected. I'm sticking with it. Fifth? Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, that's pretty low. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? A little heated. <laughs> I guess. This team's gonna shock. But we need to have a season for that to happen. <laughs> so I'm still crossing my toes. I don't know about you two. You your My crows ones? are on toss. <laughs> My toes are not broken. <laughs> it's just his ankle. <laughs> My fibula is fractured. Tough. <laughs> yeah. Get it right. Fact check, man.
0: You wanna move on to some football fogel? Sure. Um, well,
1: since our last podcast,
0: ISU football has stopped practicing. Um, not much really to be said about their practice I didn't say in the last podcast Brady Davis still kind of struggled. their defense looked good their offensive line has some stuff to work on But i'm not worried about them to be honest um But christian Uphoff made a big announcement at the end of the last practice On saturday october 24th Which is now two weeks ago. Um, he announced He announced that he would be deciding to stay With the ISU football team, Um, I talked to him on Wednesday. I talked to him a a number of days ago. I can't remember what day it was. Um, And he said basically he had gone to bed, decided that he was going to leave ISU and go in the NFL, and then he basically woke up and changed his mind, called his parents.
1: What kind of story is that? What? I'm going to transfer tomorrow. Wake up. I'm gonna stay. Actually, I don't
0: know. <laughs> that is a good question. And the
1: fact that, like, we knew nothing about this. This seemed pretty, like, uh, well yeah. hidden. Like, he didn't. He didn't want many people to know. Like
0: he did. Did he technically answer the transfer portal, or did he apply to Not graduate? to my knowledge, because he there was something he was. No. But yeah, his his other option was going to the NFL, which he just he basically said. He thought he had some unfinished business left on the table from last year. He basically said um, that was his la- his first year learning safety, and he didn't think he had everything down correctly. He didn't think he could be the best player he could have been, so he think? wanted to yeah he wanted to come back and and be better at that spot and you know hopefully help his draft position. I think it was the right decision to come do back do
1: too, because I don't know how like like James Robinson has a stellar season last year and he goes undrafted.
0: James Robinson also had three stellar seasons in a row and went on. I, drafted, I'm just yeah. talking about last season. But yeah. Like
1: if Chris, <clears throat> if Christian Uphoff takes off uh, his senior year here, even though it is in the spring and it's it's gonna be jumbled mess going to the NFL after. I mean I, I, I mean I'm just saying I don't like those odds, especially just moving to safety too. Yeah. He needed the he needs this extra year to kind of prove it. what he can do. Um another football player, Zeke Zeke Vandenberg returning to the Redbirds after spending a little bit in the transfer portal i think yaso even applied to graduate it was
0: yeah yeah that's who applied to graduate
1: oh well, it was just a mix cuz he was in the transfer portal too so but he practiced with the redbirds during his time in the portal
0: as did up off while well, he was making his decision if he wanted so, to leave or not um but it's good cuz i really thought those were two like losses the defense really didn't need to take after previous ones in this offseason with devin bush um
1: devin bush you were on fire oh my
0: god i'm deleting that
1: <laughs>
0: um that would be devin taylor actually that was man i'm in rare form today i can't say anything correctly
1: where'd you pull bush
0: devin bush is a linebacker for the steelers i just oh. i just <laughs> messed his name up like i did with simone goods and biles <laughs>
1: well you also got romeo mcknight uh paul monaco and dylan dropout
0: yeah but like so. losing losing uphoff and um Vandenberg along with him would have just added insult to injury
1: defense still can be good
0: yeah they look they look solid i I mean they still have John Ridgway, who's a and monster Charles woods. and Charles woods so. and Uphoff, which is good, and vandenberg, so those are a solid four but to come back to you, lead,
1: but do you know what what Brady Davis is still a quarterback. Yeah, Brady Davis <laughs> and is still with, a quarterback. Just with some of the things I saw, the pictures, the videos that you were taking, if the Duke can't beat his own team at practice, which our defense is really stellar.
0: And I will say their offensive line looked so bad at the last okay. two practices. They, their offensive line was just not getting stops, and mm-hmm. Brady and all the other quarterbacks were having to throw away. But even though, even with the offensive line, Brady did not look good.
1: he has to step up this year.
0: he has to I mean I think if if it's around midway through the season and he's not playing well, I think we need to go Jefferson's way,
1: yeah, Rachel you just
2: you know just I think you here. guys covered it all. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, there's some non-ISU news, but I think it's still pretty pressing.
1: This is where Rachel's.
2: Gonna
0: yeah, off. <laughs> yeah, we're just. I'm just, I'm just gonna let Rachel talk. take this over. Um, you wanna, you wanna just break it down?
2: What well, uh, as of yesterday, Clemson University announced that they are getting getting rid of uh, their men's cross country and track and field programs, and they are the first Power Five school to get rid of both. Uh, But they're not the first power five school to get rid of a program because Minnesota actually announced earlier this fall that they were getting rid of their men's cross country program. And other D1 schools have joined that. Uh, Akron is another one that's a Mac school hitting a little closer to home. I mean, I worry that it'll happen at the MVC for sure. I don't think it's a threat here at Illinois State because pretty much what it comes down to is administration uh, mismanaging funding. Uh, Clemson, especially, really grinds my gears because their football coach makes about eight or nine million, and somehow they can't fund a track team. But their football facility can have an arcade room. Um, you know, I'm just just spitting facts <clears throat> here. Um, according Shots to fired. S- according to their financial reports, though, it only would cost them two point five million to fund both the men's and women's track programs. You say um, only only but, oh,
1: but yeah the ad is requiring to them Compare to get that.
2: 60 million to keep yeah. their programs which makes no sense so um it's it's not only an attack on track and field at the ncaa level but in a way it's an attack on diversity um and like racial injustice because track programs are historically some of the most diverse teams in the ncaa and their universities across the country are just taking away those athletes' opportunities to play. So I know you guys aren't as uh, well versed on this topic, but anything.
0: I think it's pretty ridiculous that they only need 2.5 million, but yet the university is saying they have to raise 60 million.
1: What exactly, like, because this has just been a concern with the amount of money that's been lost through COVID 19. Uh, missing out on like big tournaments like the NCAA tournament in March for basketball, which basketball isn't even being threatened to lose any programs yeah. at any universities. So, track and field, which honestly doesn't bring in a lot of money to help. Unfortunately,
2: with. no. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's just,
1: it's what do you, I'm not saying what do you do because it's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. And these times kind of just aren't fair to anybody. But, like, what what other solution would you offer?
2: My honest opinion is that none of this is actually a financial issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of universities are just kind of using that as a cover right now to adjust their rosters. Um, you know, if it really were a financial issue, there were ways they could readjust their funding, um, such as maybe just allocating their money a little more fairly. Like, yes, I understand Clemson's football program is one of the best in the nation, no doubt. But I don't know that they need all of that funding to run that program at that level. And, um, and I think there's a way they can allocate those funds a little bit better to save those sports. Because it's not just track and field either. I know Michigan State's and Iowa's swimming and dive team has been threatened as well.
1: You look like no MVC team has suffered a consequence such as this yet. And not yet. You look directly at Illinois State. They're doing this Keep Rising campaign after the Redbird Rising campaign to just keep adding money on. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Clemson or Michigan State or any of these uh, universities have done that. But you you look at these huge universities like Michigan State, a huge men's basketball program. Iowa yeah. has a great men's basketball program, a wrestling program, uh, Clemson football. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're that great at basketball. But you think <laughs> they could share a little bit of these funds to maintain uh, fellow athletic organization uh, teams yeah, for their you'd, universities? You'd absolutely think To that. see a cut like that, it's just... It just kind of shows you're a little selfish towards these big brands that are only making you money, and then and then you could even transfer that argument: why aren't the athletes making some money for it too? Then, yeah. But that's a whole different topic that we are <laughs> not going to get into, sir. I mean, your jaw's been dropped for like. Well,
0: on that note, why don't we wrap up this edition of the River Report?
1: I suppose. Sure. Make sure to
0: follow along at com and our Twitter account. Vedette underscore sports and our main Twitter, the underscore vedette.com. Go ahead and follow me at Jake Summersheim, Fogel at
1: J Fogel5, and Rachel at
2: Great. I don't know my Twitter handle. I, I think know it. It's R. I know it. <laughs>
1: I know it. R underscore hickey 15? <laughs> definitely sounds 15. Right. That yeah, sounds definitely
2: right.
1: Definitely 15. Yeah. In <laughs>
2: You no, know, yeah. it's a little embarrassing. I'm, I'm I don't so know my own. Proud <laughs> handle. proud I know that. I mean
0: we do put it in the paper quite often. I'm just proud. I knew it. I'm <laughs> proud I knew
2: Good it. Good job,
0: man. Proud of you, buddy.
1: Couldn't I couldn't tell you
2: Ken's Do you want no. a prize?
1: I could not tell you Ken's underscore tw- That's undersc- because undersc- he's got undersc- like <laughs> undersc- <laughs> he's got like five underscores. <laughs> but uh yeah. Love you, Kenny.
0: Stay hoppers.